Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renew Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Amen, amen. Well, how's everybody doing today? That's all right, that's all right. Church Online, how's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing amazing in person. Praise God. They, they're, uh, they're excited to be here. I know you guys are excited to be here. It's going to be a great day today. It's going to be a, a, a powerful message, and, and uh, God moved in the hearts of some people in the 915. I'm praying that God would move in the hearts of some people at 1035, and I, I just believe that. I hope that you're leaning in. I hope that you're taking notes with your worship guide. I hope that you're really like saying, you know what, God, what are you saying to me? Don't come to Renew Church out of routine. Don't come to Renew Church out of tradition. Don't come because you feel obligated to come. Come because you're saying, God, I believe you want to speak to me, and I'm ready to receive what it is that you want to speak to me. Amen? Amen. All right, so we're in a brand new sermon series. It's called Forgiveness University. How many of y'all excited about Forgiveness University? Come on, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand if you're excited about it. You're excited. Come on up, Missy. Missy, you're excited. You raised your hand. I need a volunteer. So this is Missy. She's a cake baker. Give her a round of applause. Sorry. And uh, Missy, I'm going to um, invite you to Forgiveness 101, all right? So you're going to step up to the board. I hope you're not scared. Are you scared? I don't like public speaking. Uh, You don't have to speak. You don't have to speak. You don't even have a microphone, so it's good. All right, so step up to the board right here. Stand right here. And uh, this is Forgiveness 101, Missy. And uh, I need you to repeat these after me. Let's all repeat them together with Missy, number one. I will not talk in class. I will not talk in class. I will not talk in church. I will not talk in... Uh, you, you can actually talk in church here, okay? So you can do that. Uh, you guys got the rules? Everybody understand? All right, good. My name is Professor Pound, and I have a few um, things that I need Missy to, to do today. I'm going to have a math challenge for you, Missy. So go ahead and just write the answer on the board. Is that right, everybody? Come on, let's give a round of applause. All right, here comes the next one. So we're doing some addition. We're going to do some subtraction, Missy. Oh, we got a little scarier. Y'all are like, I'm glad I didn't raise my hand, but she could do this. Hey, give her a round of applause. Seven. All right, here comes some, uh, it's going to get harder. Here comes some division. It's seven. Give her a round of applause. That's it. That's it, Missy. Thank you very much. We are in Forgiveness 101. And uh, you did an amazing job today, Missy. I'm really, really proud of you for that. Um, so, I have one more math question for you, and uh, it's this. So, so, it's for everybody, though, this time. So, we did uh, addition, subtraction, division. I want to do some multiplication, and it's based on a, the text for today. It's Matthew chapter 18, starting at verse 21. And this is what it says in the New King James Version. Then Peter came uh, to Jesus and asked, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I do not say to you up to seven times, but I say 70 times seven. Welcome to Forgiveness 101 today. Jesus is answering the question for us, helping us to figure out how often we should forgive. So I'm not going to ask Missy to answer that question because I think it's more of a rhetorical answer. I don't think it's literally Jesus is saying 77 times, as some of your versions might say, or 70 times 7, and literally you're trying to say, okay, 490 times. That's how many times I have to forgive, you know, my, my, my brother who's been messing with me my entire life, and he's already at 489. That's not what that's about. That's not what Jesus was saying. I think what Jesus was trying to say is, you've got to forgive until forgiveness is just who you are. Uh, one of the key thoughts for the entire series this, this uh, month is forgiveness is not about keeping score. It's about losing count. Forgiveness is not about keeping score. It's about 
losing count. But before we even get into what the text says, and we're going to go back through and, and look at the rest of what Jesus had to say on this, I want to take you to kind of, or, or we'll talk about for a minute what the, the world, what society says about forgiveness. Okay, so, so here's some of the, the, the society perspectives on forgiveness. If someone does you wrong, you don't forgive them. You, in fact, you don't, you, don't, you don't get mad, you get even, right? That's the world's perspective on forgiveness, right? You get even with them. Or, even better yet, you cancel them. You cancel them. I know families that, that live five minutes apart and haven't spoken in five years. You know what I'm talking about, right? Literally, not just, just uh, people that you're friends with, but family that you haven't spoken with in five years. And that's the society view. That's the societal answer to forgiveness. But that's not the biblical view. And that's not the biblical answer to forgiveness. Or here's one that's just happened here recently. Um, if someone does you wrong, you don't forgive them. Instead, it doesn't matter how many people are watching. It doesn't matter how it affects everybody else or even the person that you do it directly to. You just walk up on stage and in front of the world, you slap them across the face. That's the world's view, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, that's like, hey, you did me wrong. I'm going to knock you out. Is that the biblical view? Is that the biblical perspective? It's not. It's not. It's not what we are to do, but that's the world's view. For many people that followed the law, Peter was asking this question to Jesus, and he's like, Rabbi, how many times? And for many people that looked at and followed the law, three times was good. Three times was, was, was more than enough. But, it, I mean, it was complete. But Peter was trying to, like, impress his master. He was trying to impress his, his, uh, his, his Messiah, his rabbi. And he was saying to him, hey, uh, Jesus, how many times should I forgive? And he's like, seven times? In other words, double plus one? Not just three, but three plus three plus one. That's a lot. Like, if I forgive them seven times, how about that? How does that sound? And, and Jesus' response is not seven times, but he says, depending on the translation, 77 times or 70 times seven. In other words, what Jesus is saying, no. It's not just enough to, to forgive one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. It's when it's in your heart that you truly can and fully forgive. That's what Jesus is saying. So let's go to the full text this morning, Matthew chapter 18, and let's read that together. Matthew 18, so he came to him, Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Let's go to the next slide. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king, and so he's beginning a parable. This is called the parable of the unmerciful servant. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants, and as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay the master, uh, the master pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Did you catch that? Literally, he said, you owe me so much that I get to take your family. I get to take your wife and your kids. That was what the order was. But this, at this, the servant fell on his knees before him and he, he said, be patient with me, he begged. And he said, and I will pay back everything. And the servant's master took pity on him. The servant's master did not say, okay, let's write up a contract. Let's do the deal. No, instead, the servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. He canceled this guy's debt. He didn't work out a deal. He canceled the debt and he let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 silver coins which is just a couple hundred bucks. And he grabbed him, and he began to choke him, and he said, pay back what you owe me, he demanded. And his fellow servant, the one that he was telling to, he was demanding of, he fell to his knees, and he begged him, and he said, be patient with me, and I will pay it back. Does this sound familiar? He says, be patient, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other, other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged. Because you know, when you do stuff, people watch. People are watching you all the time, and they're watching what's going on with this. And they were outraged, and they went and they told the master, they told the king everything that had happened. Then the master 
called the servant in, the first servant, and said, you wicked servant, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he paid back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. This is how Jesus answered how many times we should forgive our brother or sister. This is the way that Jesus said we should do it. It's not three times. It's not seven times. It's not even the literal 77 times. It's about the heart. It's about what God has done for us that we in turn have to do for others. There's a few things that I want you to remember from this text, and I hope that you're taking notes. I hope that you're using the worship guide and, and using this to apply even later on down this, this, uh, this week and maybe in the future. The first thing I want you to get is, is if you're taking notes, the first fill in the blank is you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You see, forgiveness is a two-way street. And so for, for those of you that are thinking to yourself, man, I really, really need forgiveness today for all the things that I've done because I recognize that I'm a sinner saved by grace. I recognize that I've done some wrong things. But if you recognize that, you also have to spread that. You have to share that. You have to be that same kind of forgiving person to those around you. Forgiveness is a two-way street. For the unmerciful servant, the king forgave a huge debt. Say, how huge was it? Thank you. It was 10,000 bags of gold. So I want, I want to help you understand what 10,000 bags of gold is. According to, to uh, the, the notes from the, the scripture, this is what Jesus was using in the parable to say what these 10,000 bags of gold represent. One bag of gold represented 20 years worth of wages. One bag of gold represented 20 years worth of wages. So let me see if I can do this right uh, this morning. So he owed... 10,000 10, bags of gold, right? That's how much he owed the master. And uh, each bag of gold is, uh, represents 20 years. So how much, like how indebted was the servant to his master? How many, how many years did that equivalent to? What was that equivalent to? Anybody know the math? Help me out. 200,000 years. Those aren't dollars. These don't represent dollars. These represent each one of those bags of gold. Each one of these bags of gold represents 20 years of labor. And he owed 10,000 of them. In other words, what Jesus is saying, he's saying this is extreme grace. That I'm canceling. This is extreme grace that I'm offering. This is an, you had an extreme debt that I have forgiven. It's literally 200,000 years. And without working a deal, without saying, you know, I'm going to sell off your kids, which he could have in that time, without saying you've got to stay in prison until you pay it back or, or writing any kind of contract or negotiating a deal, he didn't do any of it. He tore up the contract. He tore up the deal and just said, you and your family are forgiven and free. But then, this man, when it was time for him to forgive the debt, when it was time for him to, to experience uh, forgiving the debt of somebody that owed him literally 200 denarii, a, a couple hundred dollars, it's not significant. He was ready to throw the guy in prison. He was ready to choke the guy. It says he literally choked the guy. And he said, no way. First thing you've got to remember is you can't have it both ways. If you want forgiveness, you've got to be a forgiving person. The second thing you've got to realize is that you have a debt that you can't afford to pay. You have a debt that you can't afford to pay. That, that, that amount right there that you're seeing on the board, that's more than any one of us can ever pay. I want you to understand, first of all, what forgiveness is, what the master did, and what Jesus was telling what forgiveness should be. Psychologists define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision 
to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Okay, so for just a minute, I want to stop. I want you to think for a second of the person that has harmed you most in your life. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's an ex-husband or wife, whatever it is. I want you to think about that person right now. Put them in your mind. And then I want you to hear the definition of what forgiveness is. It's a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward the person who has harmed you, regardless, regardless, regardless of whether they deserve it or not. That's what forgiveness is. As I said earlier, and I'll say it throughout the series, forgiveness is not about keeping score. It's about losing count. Forgiveness is not about keeping score. It's losing count. I want you to understand that you need forgiveness also. And you might think to yourself, I didn't do the things that that person did to me. I'm not as evil or, 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 or angry or, or bad as that person was. But I have to tell you, the bar is way too high for you or me. The bar was set at the sinless Son of God. And there is no one that is within that means that can say, you know what, I'm a good enough person on my own. God made that deliberate decision to forgive you. God made that deliberate decision that I was describing. He made that deliberate decision to forgive you when he put Jesus on the cross. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And each and every single one of us need that forgiveness that only God can offer. And you've got to be able to accept that. The third thing you've got to do, you have to understand it, and the third thing you've got to do is you've got to accept God's forgiveness. If you're taking notes, one of the blanks there is, is that we have to forgive much because we have been forgiven much. We have, have to forgive much because we have been forgiven much. Luke chapter 6 says this, Give, Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. This is, this is how it will be given to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Because of how much you've been forgiven, that's the same measure that you have to forgive. But if you don't give forgiveness... The opposite is also true. The reality is, according to the scripture, according to even the words of Jesus himself, as we know and we were familiar with the Lord's prayer as he taught us how to pray, it says in Matthew chapter 6, you know this by heart, most of you, when he taught them to pray, he said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven, have forgiven our debtors. And, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And oftentimes we stop there and we talk about this and we say, you know what, that's, that's a good place to, to stop and say, for thine is the kingdom and power, the glory forever. Amen. But you know what Jesus says after he teaches them to pray? He says, for if you forgive other people when they forgive, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now, as I read that, there's certain scriptures that I love and I celebrate. You know, Psalms 100, there's joy in the house of the Lord. I'm excited about When I read that, put that back up for me, Victoria. When I read that, I think to myself, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not, your Father will not. You know, we've always heard the unpardonable sin, that, that one sin that, that we can't do is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've, you've heard that before. But according to the Scripture, this is, if you do not, your Father will not. That's up to him. That's when, when we get to heaven, that's, that's, you know, somebody asked me after the service, Pastor, does that mean? And I said, you know, that, I, I would just say I wouldn't risk it. I would just say I wouldn't take that, that risk of living that life of unforgiveness. I would, I would say if it says this, then you better 
follow it and figure out how to forgive. But what do you, what do, you do if you can't forgive? What do you do with it? If it's too much? And trust me, I know there's some stories in the room where it's just too much. What, if you, what do you do if it's just too hard? And trust me when I, I tell you, I know there's some stories in the room where it's, it's just too hard. I don't understand why they would do that. I don't understand how that could happen to me. I didn't do anything to deserve it. The first thing I would say to you is, is God can help you. God can give you the strength. You've got to be willing to allow him to do it. Maybe it's going to take some time. Maybe it's going to take this, this process of, of healing. Just like the surgery that's an open heart surgery, the doctor comes in and he breaks open your heart and he, he changes out valves and he, he does all these things, but you're not immediately just getting on the, the treadmill and running 100 miles you know, the next morning or the same day. No, there's the healing process. There's the recovery process. There's these things. But maybe God needs to do a heart surgery in you today. And then you go through some recovery. You go through some healing and restoration and those things. But if you say, I'm not getting it. I'm not taking it. I'm not taking the surgery. What's my option? I got another option, right? Yes, you do. It's that. It's 10,000 times 20. It's, it's 200,000 years. It, it's saying, I can't forgive. So we talked about it last month, the cycle of works. It's, then, then you have to go to work. I literally think when Jesus gives this parable, I literally think Jesus gives this parable so extreme to make sure that nobody thinks that there's any way they can pay it back. I think he literally doesn't want you to think, well, if it was 2,000 years, maybe there's some way you can like hire a bunch of people and, and they can do the work for you and you can, you can come up with it. I literally think he says, you've got to work 200,000 years to say, you're not going to pay it back. You can't. You have to forgive. And some of you are saying, but pastor, you don't know what they've done. You don't know how hard it is. You know how, how difficult they've made my life. It's, it's a living hell. And all I can say to you is, is, I don't know what they've done. I don't know everything about it, but I do know that our God can give you the strength to forgive. Our God can give you the help to do it. I was watching a, a, a movie. Well, it was a long time ago, but I was thinking about this movie here recently. And uh, maybe you guys have seen it. It's probably eight or ten years old. We Bought a Zoo. Anybody seen We Bought a Zoo? Matt Damon movie. Cute little family movie. I think we can recommend it, right? And Matt Damon, the dad's talking to his son. And he says, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. And I promise you, promise you something great will come of it. I don't know how big the problem is. I don't know how hard the hurt is. I don't know how tough it is and how deep the wound is. I don't know. But I do know this. With God's help, in 20 seconds of insane courage, God can begin to do a heart work in you. God can begin to do a heart surgery inside you and, and, and start the healing process of forgiveness in your life. What will 20 seconds of courage do? What will it do for you? What will it do for that person that, that has, has done wrong to you? What will it do for your family? What will it do for your world? What will it do for the generations to come? Answer that question. Think about those things that might come because you're willing to take 20 seconds of courage. Insane bravery, as Matt Damon called it. You're willing to step into the place of vulnerability and say, you know what? I don't care what happens. I can do it for 20 seconds. I'm stepping into this. For me, four years ago, I was looking back at my, uh, 
my journal. Some of you know this. I use a five-year journal, and, and so it, it kind of, it's just like literally like little excerpts, three, three line, three-sentence lines of what, where I was, you know, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago. So I have it for, for the last five years. So, so 2018 was the, the year that I started it. And I, I had some deep wounds in 2018. I had some bad hurt in 2018. And I looked at that, that note above there and, and uh, it said 20 seconds of insane courage. And I see where God used that. In fact, I, I wrote that note and then I went and I met with the guy that hurt me. Met at Panera and sat with him and the whole time I'm shaking, the whole time I'm nervous, the whole time I'm like, oh my God, what, what's gonna happen in this setting? But I'm telling you that 20 years has changed the last five of my life. Like, I'm, I'm where I am. Uh, did I say 20 years? That 20 seconds changed the last five years of my life. I'm where I am five years later doing what I'm doing. You are where you are because I had 20 seconds of insane courage in 2018. Amen. So who knows what it could do for you? Who knows what it could do for your family? Who knows what it could do for the Ted and Tanyas that, that are coming to and being a part of this because it literally affected that. They're here. And they, I may not have been here if I wouldn't have had 20 seconds of insane courage. So this is Forgiveness 101. Next week is Forgiveness 201. I'm not really the, um, the professor it, I know this, the board said I'm Professor Pound, but I'm really not. I'm barely a teaching assistant. I'm, I'm more like the teacher's pet. I'm the guy that gets, you know, the, the, chalk, uh, you know, the, the chalk erasers, and I go outside and, and pound them against the, each other. You guys remember that? Anybody know what that is? That means you were the good kid. Like, I'm that, I'm that kid. And I'm trying to teach you some of this stuff. I'm really not that good, though. I just wanted to use that illustration. I don't know why. Um... Half of the group in the first service, they didn't even know what an eraser was. They were like, what? What's an eraser? Uh, but I'm, I'm not the professor. You know who the professor, he's actually the provost or the president of, of Forgiveness University is? Come on. Who is it? Thank you. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He's the president of the university, the president and founder of this place. And we are so glad that he has taught us not just in words, not just in parables, which that's what we just read about, but in an example. Because in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about this again. We might even talk about it next week. But he was fixing to go to the cross. I, I kind of imagine it's probably even worse that he wasn't on the cross when he said this, but he knew what he was fixing to face because he knew it. He knew, he knew about the, 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 the 39 lashes. He knew about the... The, the crown of thorns. He knew about the rugged, the cross he was going to carry uh, down the, the, I forgot the name of the way. Anyway, the, the road. He forgot all of this stuff. I mean, he knew about all this stuff. He knew about all this stuff. He knew he was going to be nailed to a cross. And there in that quiet moment with his father in the garden, you know what he says? You know what the president of Forgiveness University says? He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That 20 seconds of courage led to a cross that led to a life change for Trevor Pound. And millions upon millions and billions more because he was willing to forgive. He set the example for us. He taught us. He showed us. He lived it. And it's my heart, it's my hope, it's my prayer. That somehow, in some way, through this message, you'll begin to live it. That you'll figure out and you'll pick up what it means to become a person that can forgive even the hardest and the most hateful things that have been done to you. Because the thing is, is a lot of times the people that, that hurt you or have done bad things to you, 
it doesn't even bother them anyway. You know? Like, think about that person right now. Think about the person that makes you mad every single day. You may never even see them, but you think about what they did 10 years ago, and they make you mad every single day. You know, you know they might even be dead. They may not even be alive on earth, but you're angry at them. They're controlling you. They're ruining you. They're ruling you. You've got to be able to forgive. You've got to be able to be set free from their control of you because they, they may not even know what they've done or care. But you, you have the ability and the opportunity to forgive them and to be set free. Today, we're going to do what we do on the first Sunday of every month. And it was there in that, that final meal in that upper room with his disciples that Jesus was there with his disciples and he started to, to share with them what was about to happen and they didn't quite grasp it. They didn't quite understand it. They were, they were doing a traditional Passover meal. They were eating of, of, of this bread and drinking of this cup and this symbolized the Passover meal, the, the deliverance of uh, the, the Israelites out of bondage uh, from, from slavery from the Egyptians. And that's something that they had done for many, many years. And Jesus said, hey, from now on, whenever you eat of this bread and whenever you drink of this cup, I don't want you just to think about the delivery of bondage out of slavery, out of Egypt for your ancestors. I want you to think about your delivery out of your bondage, out of your slavery, out of your sin. Because I'm about to express it through my body broken and my blood shed once and for all to set you free and to forgive you. Jesus was the president of Forgiveness University, and he set the tone for each and every one of us. And, and so today, here and now, that's where we are. That's where we stand at this moment, where it's not about the person to your left or your right. It's about you and God. It's about this place where you're standing and you're saying, here and now, I'm deciding to allow Jesus to be Lord of my life, to forgive me, to set me free. And, and not only is he forgiving me of my sins, but I'm going to forgive others of the sins that they've sinned against me. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? We invite believers to eat of these elements with us. But if you're not a believer, you're not a follower of Jesus, then we discourage it because scripture actually speaks against it and says, don't, don't eat this and, 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 and literally um, translate it's like eating a, a curse on yourself don't eat this if you're not a follower but today can be the day of salvation today can be the day when you say Jesus I want you to be Lord of my life I want you to forgive me of my sins and come and be in control setting me free and making me brand new Today can be that moment in your life where you've made that declaration. And we're going to pray a prayer, and I'm going to ask the entire body of Christ, those that are followers and believers, to pray it with me because uh, it, maybe it's your first time, but I, we're going to pray it out loud, and I don't want you to pray it alone. So if you're a believer, I'm going to ask you to pray it out loud, and if you're a first-time follower, I want you to pray it out loud. And, and if you're not and you're not ready, then I invite you just to remain quiet in your seat, not saying anything. But if God's speaking to you today, this is where we give you that opportunity to be welcomed into the family of God. Will you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I know that I've sinned, that I've made mistakes. Forgive me of my sin. Be my Lord, my Savior. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me pray also for, for some of those in the room this morning with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. And, and let me just pray over, God, uh, this group that might be followers of you, but they have not forgiven their brother or their sister, their mother or their father, or their neighbor or their spouse, their, their ex-husband or ex-wife, or, or, or maybe it's someone else that literally uh, just changed their family 
Maybe it was um, a crime or a, 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 an assault or whatever that thing is, God. Whatever that person that comes to mind, I pray that they would begin to start doing the healing work, that they would take the 20 seconds of courage to step out and say, I forgive you. I don't hold this against you. I'm deliberately releasing you from the hate in my heart. No longer do I hate you. I love you. If God's speaking with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if God's speaking to you today about that and you're making a declaration uh, that you have asked God to help you forgive those people in your life and you're thinking about who that person is and you've asked God to do that, would you just lift your hand so I can see it and pray for you? God, I see hands. God, you see hands. You know what? Anybody else? Anybody else? Help them, I pray, oh God. Help them, I pray, oh God. Put your hands down. If today you made a decision to follow Jesus, whether it was the first time or maybe it's a brand new commitment and God's speaking to you about that, that step, and you prayed that prayer and you gave your life to Jesus, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? If that's you today, lift your hand. Praise God for you, sir. Praise God. So God, you see hands, you know hearts, you know each and every person. We thank you for the things that you've done. We thank you for what you're going to do in this, from this day forward, God. Not, not just for the 20 seconds, but God, for the 20 years and beyond. We give you praise. We love you. As you take your elements this morning and hold them out, Luke chapter 22, it says, When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said, I've eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks, and he said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, and he said, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take and eat of this bread together. And in the same way, after the supper... He took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of him and be thankful. God, thank you for your body broken. Thank you for your blood shed to preserve us blameless and everlasting life. Thank you, God, for the work you're doing at hearts and lives in this room and online, wherever they are. God, minister to hearts today, we pray. Help us to be a forgiving people as we've been forgiven. We need you. We need your help. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As our worship team leads us in a closing song, I'm going to invite anybody that would want, if you want prayer for any reason at all, I would just invite you towards the front, towards the altar, and allow some prayer ministers to come behind you and pray over you, rest their arm on your back, and just pray with you and for you for whatever that need might be. If you need prayer, don't be shy. Just make your way forward. Let's sing together. Stand and let's sing together. We all stand and let's worship the Lord together. Come on. Your presence.
promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never failed me yet. I know the night won't last. Your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. Let's just worship it. Come on. Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness, I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never failed me yet. And you never failed me yet. Oh. Jesus right now. 
on, sing it out to him. Just you guys, sing it out to him. Never forget. You never failed me yet. Good morning. Let's do that again. Good morning. How you guys doing? Awesome, man. Thank you guys for joining us for, for Sunday service this morning. Man, the words of that song just really resonated with me this morning. And I, I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe, I believe Jesus will do it again. With this message, forgiveness, man, forgiveness is hard. It is. And you may be thinking to yourself, Mikey, I, you don't know what's happened to me. You don't know the way that I've been hurt. You don't know the person that I'm that I'm dealing with. And you're right, I don't. And you and you may be thinking, like, I, I can't forgive them. I can't do this. And let me tell you, on your own, you're right, you can't. I can't. We can't. But we've seen him move, and he moves mountains. And we can believe that he can do it again in your life. Sometimes it's just that, guys. It's just believing Jesus for who he is. He's bigger. He's greater. He's better. And through him, all things are possible. And that verse, all things are possible through Christ who gives me strength, that's not for when things are great. It's easy to do things when things are great. That verse is for, is for in the hard things. Christ can give you the strength to do the hard things. So, man, I pray that you would take that, consider that, believe it. As a matter of fact, you guys have an extra 15. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to keep you guys here, but just remember that, man. Don't let this message go by without seriously considering how it can change your life. You guys may be seated as we get into some announcements. On April the 10th, we've got baptism here at Renew Church. Yeah, that's a big deal for sure. We actually have a, a, a whole family, parents and kids that are going to get baptized together. Yeah, it's going to be... For sure. It's going to be an amazing, amazing thing, man. Here at Renew Church, we, we believe in baptism. And if that's you, if you've recently just started following Jesus, or maybe you've never been baptized, man, we highly encourage you to get baptized. The way I like to see baptism is it's like the, the wedding ceremony, right? It, when, when a couple gets married, you know, what makes them married is their commitment to each other, right? They go to the courthouse, they sign the license. That's what makes them married. But the, the wedding ceremony is a public display of them saying, I am committing my life to this person and I want the world to know it. It's a public declaration. And that's what baptism is. It's, you know, your relationship with Christ is something that begins in your heart. It's, it's you're committing to him. But baptism is that public display to say, hey, guys, I am going to die to myself and I'm raising a new life in Christ. And I want the world to know that I'm committing my life to Jesus. And so if that's you, man, check out our website, renew.miami forward slash baptism. There's a bunch of information on what baptism is. And there's even a registration link if you'd like to be a part of that. Or just come find a pastor and, and talk to us and we'll be more than happy to help you out with that. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Easter is coming up. Did you guys know that? Yeah, Easter's coming up. So you know what? Check out this video from last year. Easter at Renew 2022, man. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, man, we're going to have three services that weekend, one Saturday night and then two Sunday morning. So guys, I highly, highly encourage you guys to go to our website, renew.miami and RSVP for Easter service just to let us know so we can expect how many people we're going to have per service. So get on that RSVP on our website and also be sure to take your peeps on your way out. It's going to be in that table to your right of the worship center. Man, take these out. Easter is that time where if you invite somebody to church, there's a very good chance they're going to say yes, right? That's the time. Let's be a people who are just inviting anybody. 
Let's, let's, if we get no's, that doesn't matter. Go on to the next person. Man, take a, a stack of these peeps. You can eat them if you want. You can throw them in the trip. No, I'm just kidding. But take these peeps. Take the invitation cards. Let people know about it. Even on social media. If you run out of cards, don't let that be an excuse. Text people the address. Text them our website. Text them to all of our social media pages. Let people know about Easter at Renew Church. It's going to be an amazing time. And who knows, man, that invite can change somebody's life. So that's right. Amen. Amen. Lastly, if you'd like to give to Renew Church, I just want to let you guys know that there's a few ways that you can do that. The first way is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you, and you can drop them off in one of the buckets on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting seven eight texting give to 786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you. God, for this day, we thank you for the forgiveness that, that you offer us, God, through, through your son, Jesus, Father. God, I pray that we're able to take this message and apply it to our lives. God, give us the strength, God, to forgive those who have hurt us, forgive those who have wronged us. And God, help us to be more like you. That's what this is all about, God. So we just pray. I pray that over these people, God. I pray for this offering this morning, God, as we worship you in this way, as we give to you, God, I pray that you would use it, that you would bless it, Father, that you would continue to reach the people of this community, God, and, and, and allow people to get to know about Jesus, Father. I pray that you bless these people, God, as they worship you in this way, Lord. You know what we need. You know what we're going through, Father. We just lift it up to you because you're good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you Sunday.